From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, September 15th. The White Mesa Mill outside of Blanding is the last conventional uranium mill in the country. But its business is hardly conventional. KZMU's Justin Higginbottom reports on what Estonia has to do with uranium processing in San Juan County. The uranium business in Utah has never been rock solid. The radioactive element's price is about as stable as its nucleus. But there was industry optimism when the last administration floated the idea of a strategic uranium reserve. Money was put aside for the project, but in the end no uranium was purchased. It left operations like the White Mesa Mill in San Juan County to continue its search for profit. Years ago, the mill, owned by Energy Fuels, diversified to accept radioactive waste. And because of sort of a trick of regulatory alchemy, the mill is allowed to accept material that contains uranium as long as it contains uranium and as long as they run it through the milling process and extract that uranium, they can then dump the rest of the material on site. That's Tim Peterson with Grand Canyon Trust. His group opposes the site being used to store more waste. So it sort of turns the business model of uranium mill on its head. You know, ordinarily, you're a uranium miner, you mine the ore, you bring it to the mill, they, they pay you for that material, and then they run it through the mill, and then they sell that product on. Well, this changes it. The term for it is alternative feed. Essentially, the mill is, has been functioning for many years as a radioactive waste dump. And they've expanded this activity recently. Utah regulators approved the mill to process another feed stream, this one from the Silmet Rare Metals plant in Estonia. The decision follows a public comment period which generated over 12,000 comments, the vast majority negative. One of the most vocal opponents are members of the Ute Mountain Ute tribe, whose land borders the mill. They have raised concerns about the transportation of the waste which passes through their community and the winds that blow potential radon dust from the area. The problem is that they have several waste pits and they have pits that are only that only have a single liner. The newer waste pits have a double liner and a leak detection system and monitoring. But the problem is that there's a plume of contamination underneath the mill and that contamination is growing and spreading and that's of major concern to folks in the White Mesa Ute community. Members of the tribe are organizing a protest and spiritual walk on October 9th at White Mesa. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. Utah received $100 million in federal COVID relief funding earlier this year to spend on water issues. But state officials say they need about 10 times that. KUER's Sonia Hudson has more. Utah's water infrastructure hasn't kept up with its booming population growth. That's according to Kim Shelley. She's the executive director of the Department of Environmental Quality. Shelley says rural and underserved communities need the most help. The needs vary from upgrading and repairing infrastructure to converting septic tanks to new sewer. Um, We think that's something that will allow for communities to continue to be vibrant and attract some of the economic opportunities that they may not have had in the past. Republican House Speaker Brad Wilson says he wants some way to measure how effective the state's investment in water is. We're going to be deploying theoretically more money into water infrastructure over the next few years than we have in my entire legislative career and then some. And 
seems like having some good way to measure the impact of that would be helpful. A Department of Natural Resources official says they've been working on a way to measure the impact of money spent on water infrastructure and conservation. Sonia Hudson, KUER News. That report comes from our partners at KUER. On Saturday morning, Miss Niagara Rock Bridge was crowned as the 69th Miss Navajo Nation. With Rocky Mountain Community Radio and KSJD, Sophia Stewart-Rossi reports. The 69th Miss Navajo pageant concluded on Saturday. Large in-person gatherings in the Navajo Nation are currently prohibited due to the ongoing pandemic, so the event was streamed live online. Hundreds of people around the world tuned in to find out who will be the 69th Miss Navajo Nation. According to the Miss Navajo Nation office, the role of the pageant is to exemplify the essence and characters of first woman, white shell woman, and changing woman, and to display leadership as the goodwill ambassador. Miss Navajo represents womanhood and fulfills the role of, quote, grandmother, mother, aunt, and sister to the Navajo people, and therefore she can speak as a leader, teacher, counselor, advisor, and friend. Three Diné women competed for the title this year, Shandine Yazzie, Niagara Rockbridge, and Oshkela Ironshell. The first day of the pageant started with sheep butchering and traditional cooking, followed by a day full of interviews. The contestants faced a range of questions from one of the masters of ceremony, Zane James. He spoke in Navajo and English. For these young ladies that are embarking upon this journey, it's not an easy task, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very difficult task. The interviews were at the Navajo Nation Museum and started with a series of questions about business leadership and contemporary skills in English. When asked about the impacts of domestic abuse, the first contestant, Shandine Yazzie, mentioned the lack of resources for abused women in the Navajo Nation and referred to lingering trauma. Yazi says in order to heal, the trauma needs to be addressed. And one of the things that I want a lot of folks to know is that it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And I'm here with you. Another series of questions were asked in Navajo regarding traditional knowledge. Traditional knowledge refers to wisdom, innovations, and practices passed down from generation to generation. Contestant Niagara Rockbridge blew viewers away with her Navajo speaking skills, but contestant Oshkela Ironshell backed out of the round of questions, citing severe anxiety. Dottie Lizer, the second lady of the Navajo Nation, shared her own language background in response to Ironshell's difficult decision. Like Ironshell and many other Navajo young people, Lizer didn't grow up speaking Navajo. You know, I was raised in the Christian home, and so, but that doesn't mean I don't love my, my culture or my language. So have, have some compassion for her. Thank you again. Throughout the pageant, Ironshell struggled speaking fluently in Navajo, but she also shared her desire to keep learning her language to one day be fluent. Friday was the last day of competitions, with all three Diné women competing in a contemporary and traditional talent and skills show. <laughs> Contestant Niagara Rockbridge's contemporary skill was installing electrical components. Rockbridge grew up in a house full of brothers and is the only girl in the family. 
it's very essential that I learn how to do things such as wire and outlet and all of these things so that way I don't have to depend on anybody or my brothers to do it. The last Miss Navajo Nation, Shandine Parrish, won the title in 2019. Because last year's pageant was canceled, she held the position an extra year. In 1999, the branch chiefs of the Navajo government agreed that one of their fundamental principles would be the preservation of the Navajo culture. And Miss Navajo Nation will present the importance of Navajo women with respect and honor. On Saturday morning, Miss Niagara Rockbridge was crowned as the 69th Miss Navajo Nation. Niagara Rockbridge. To keep following Rockbridge, head to the office of Miss Navajo Nation's Facebook page or website. For KSJD News, I'm Sophia Stewart-Rossi. This story comes from our partners at KSJD in Cortez, Colorado. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, September 15th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.